Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. And it is our third installment of our October Spooktacular in which we look at spooky movies, kind of. Some of them aren't that spooky, but some of them, I I didn't think Ash vs. Evil Dead was very spooky, but... What is some spooky, yeah. intense moments? It's scary. Every episode's a mini horror movie. I think. Horror genre movies. Horror yeah, genre. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> oh that, yeah, that happened. Was that horror? That was not. It was supposed. <laughs> I mean, because it, it felt Halloween festive. Halloween sure. adjacent movies. Yeah. yeah. If there's murder in it, I guess. And face paint. Uh, and and killer robots. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm on board for this. They I didn't kill like anybody, including though. Including murder includes like a lot of Disney movies and stuff. Yeah. so not Bambi. Great. You categorize movies. Yeah. Bambi's a horror film. That's terrifying. No, Pinocchio is a horror yeah. film. Yeah. Well, you've heard them all talk, and now it's time to introduce <laughs> them. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends who were here last week. This is my uh, the Halloween crew. We're your scariest friends. Yeah. Until next Ooh. week. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, just always here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, we have my bitter rival, Matthew Gatos. Hello. That's me. Hi. Sam Schultz. Hi. And Marianne Fernandez Silva. Hello. And today we are talking about uh, a sequel that we didn't talk about any of the, the, the previous installments of because they're kind of good. Um, and that is Halloween 3. The season of the witch. The season of the witch. The night no one came home. Which makes no, no well, uh, the tagline so makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Is that the tagline? Uh-huh. Yeah. The night no one came home. Yeah, because yeah. it's a riff on Halloween 1 whose tagline was the night he, he came, came home. home. Oh, so it's the night no one came home because Michael Myers isn't in the movie? Uh, no, it's because their heads all turned into spiders, dude. Well, one, one, <laughs> wait, one oh, wait. They They're all actually all did home. specifically go home. Yeah, like that's the point. That was the point of the movie. Yeah. They were supposed to go to, home. This go film home has well. a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get into each and every damn one of them. But um, <laughs> before we get too far into it, though, we need to do a quick 60-second plot dump, and that person's going to be Matt. All right. Matt, are you ready? I'm sure. In three, two, one, go. No. How about I actually open the app? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you just hit a button. <laughs> what? what are you doing? It's been a long he day. You hit the timer button. Like, but not as if opening the timer here, app. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I actually opened the app. <laughs> That's why you were saying go, and I was like, that's not what's happening <laughs> right now. As soon as I touched it, I went, that's wrong. We can cut all of this out. Oh, yeah. no, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> okay, trying again in three, two, one, go. We open with a man who's running away from a car and a couple of men in suits who are trying to kill him. He escapes to a gas station while he's clutching a scary pumpkin Halloween mask. Uh, He ends up going to the hospital because he seems to be dying or sick or something. And the suit men end up finding him in the hospital and murdering him with eye pokes. Uh, uh, The robot man, whatever, spoiler alert, he's a robot, goes out to his car and sets, sets himself on fire, exploding his car. Dan, our doctor protagonist, is torn up about the man's death. And he teams up with Ellie, the man's daughter, to solve the mystery. They go to this weird small town where the Halloween masks are made. They end up sleeping together for some reason. And in the middle of the night, uh, the woman in the room next to them gets lasered in the face by a tag from another mask. Turns out they're using Stonehenge power to give the masks (laughs) they've been selling to kids... I guess bugs in their system and melting heads is the best ex- explanation of what happens to them. In the end, Dan ends up somehow very easily defeating all of these robots and the main bad guy, and then we don't know how it ends because the kids are sitting in front of the TV 
And it cuts to the credits. Yeah. So they watch a commercial and their heads turn into bugs if they're wearing this yeah. mask. Yeah. And snakes. Insect and bugs. Snakes. I was yeah, about yeah. to clarify, not like computer bugs. Like oh. Right. And you said bugs. there was a computer chip and yeah. then yeah. there's a bug. Yeah. Yeah. No, actual bugs and snakes come out of the mouths. Yes. Insects of and these lasers. Dead. Because those go together people. really well. Yeah. The computer chips are just full of Stonehenge. That's what they're. That, yes. Yeah. That they is, put Stonehenge great. power into little computer chips. And that then that through then... lasers make bugs in people's skulls. Yes. It like t- and transforms your skull. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's only used twice, maybe three-ish times, and it looks different every time. Yeah. But every time, well, it, it is bugs. effective. It, it, is, it is gross and scary, yeah. I feel like. And it's the only gross and scary stuff in this movie. The first death when the lady in the hotel gets her face shot by the laser is freaky. It yeah. is. Jerusalem cricket or whatever calls out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. That's a good part. It do, yeah, um, interesting note. Marge, that's who she was, uh-huh. is uh, Tom Atkinson, the guy who, the lead, Dan, such a generic name. Yeah. It's his real wife. Oh. Uh, uh, that's weird. That's really weird. That's yeah. uncomfortable. Well, you know. In my head, I'd like to believe that he didn't have a wife who had to see this movie. And then <laughs> to know that his wife is also in the movie and like... It, Playing a character who's in the hotel room next to the naked lady he's about to sleep with. Yeah. Who and suck- might be underage. No one knows, really. She says she's not, and he nope, asks after they have sex, nope, so that's she says, good, I guess. I'm older than I look, which is uh, definitely something that a 17-year-old would say. We uh-huh. are going to spend a lot of time talking about how awful this dude is. Well, okay, but before <laughs> we do that, look, this is, this is a sequel to this is a Halloween 3. So there's Halloween 1, iconic... Really incredibly well made. Um, I mean, it's considered a sla- it's a slasher movie, but it's considered a horror movie. It's not really a horror. It's more of a suspense thriller. Um, but it is a, it is it, it set the tone for all eighty slashers. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by John Carpenter, the great John Carpenter, who directed a boatload of really good movies and then a boatload of crap. Mm-hmm. But uh, it both of the first two movies had an iconic character in them. And that character was Michael Myers. And so you had Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, um, Jason Voorhees. You know, you had this this whole ensemble of iconic horror characters. But for Halloween 3, they decided, no, Michael Myers is dead in Halloween 2, which, spoilers, he gets blowed up. Spoilers, uh, he's never dead. <laughs> How's he get better? I don't remember. Halloween mm. 4 I actually really like, though. Mm. I, 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 I like Halloween 4 and 5. They both uh, um, do a good job of picking up where I've Halloween 2 looks. I've seen clips of 4. It looks pretty good. Halloween 4 <laughs> is surprisingly good at rebuilding the, the mm. mythos and everything. But anyway, uh, so what happened was they decided, John Carpenter decided, along with producers, that they wanted to take this in a different direction. They wanted Halloween 3 to start sort of a before Cloverfield, obviously, a Cloverfield idea where it's thematically linked, Mm -hmm. but it's not a direct sequel. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't have Michael Myers. It would just be some sort of horror thing. Probably based on Halloween Day. That's happening on Halloween. Um, So... And I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't hate that idea. It's weird that it would be three where you make that change. Yeah. Because one and two are really, it's a direct sequel. Like it, two picks up minutes after one. Right. And then so three is the whole new thing. And audiences didn't really respond to it. It did okay. It was a $2.5 million film. And it looks like a, you know, reasonably shot. Dean Cundy shot the shit out of it. It's a good looking film in terms of lighting and everything, especially for the era. Uh, made 14 million, but I mean, Halloween two made, I think 
$25 million. So And Halloween 1 is the most successful independent film of all time or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was like the babiest of budgets. Yeah. And yeah, it was the shortest amount of time. I want to say Halloween 1 was sub $1 million. I don't have that oh, in, it was. info, but yeah. And I, I remember reading about Halloween and being totally inspired by the fact that it's like, okay, here's what they're spending their budget on. They took Jamie Lee Curtis to JCPenney and said, okay, we're going to find something that fits you and you're going to buy five shirts, five <laughs> pairs of pants, mm-hmm. and that's going to be your wardrobe, you know? And then we're going to go, we're shooting in the middle of summer. So they went and they bought like, or they didn't, they collected leaves. They bought, I read, I'm listening to a podcast about this. Right <laughs> they bought leaves and that was the most expensive thing in their whole budget. <laughs> That's and great. every time they would rake them up and reuse them over and over again. That is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I love that. I also heard that they didn't, couldn't find pumpkins. So they spray painted like other types of gourds orange. <laughs> so all the pumpkins <laughs> in the movie. Amazing. But yeah. if you watch that movie, bit. like it's totally yeah. believable. Like I, you are there. It is fall. I didn't even know that it was shot in California until I listened to this podcast. I thought it was shot in Illinois. Right. It looks totally like Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the, to like a lot of people, you know, love or hate Halloween too. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got this one. So now I am a big fan of the Halloween series as it relates to Michael Myers. Like mm-hmm. I love that genre of masked, crazy supernatural thing stalking teenagers. Like that for some reason. I that's what I grew up on was this Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff. So. I had always heard that Halloween three was quote unquote bad and that it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. And so I saw it when I was a kid and I I don't remember much other than the two scenes where bugs came out of people freaked me the hell out and I didn't ever want to watch it again. That's probably because nothing else happens in this entire movie except for those two parts. (laughs) Pretty much. Matt and I are going to talk about a part that we still can't quite remember what happened. I'm I'm, I'm assuming you guys are on the same track. Probably. (laughs) But but we'll find out. Yeah. But I'm interested like Marianne do you have a history with Halloween or is this the first Halloween movie you've seen? Like where do you fit into this spectrum? Um I've seen the first Halloween movie. So weird, fun fact, I guess, about me is that when I was in high school, uh, my friends and I used to just like make home videos, like just fun, like narrative shorts or yeah, just shorts. And one of my friend's sister was obsessed with horror movies and so was she. And like we kind of made a whole bunch of horror movies and inspired a bunch of our characters based off of different ones. And so one of my friends, her the character that she portrayed was named Lori after... <laughs> Lori Strode. After, yeah, after Lori Strode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've definitely seen the first Halloween. I think I've seen the second one. And then I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I was. it's hard to grow up in the 90s and not be aware of things like Halloween H2O. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just the kind of overall genre of Halloween movies, because it's, yeah. it's basically its own genre now. Um, not really, but I yeah, mean, I it think kind of is. Like each each of these slasher franchises is kind of its own genre because mm-hmm. it has its own expectations and its own rules and and what you expect out of it. Yeah, because like if I want to watch a quote unquote slasher, I, I, that that really doesn't narrow my field down it doesn't and also i feel like some of the things that are sometimes grouped in with slasher don't feel slashery like to me michael myers feels like a slasher mm-hmm. whereas like 
Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy doesn't feel as slashery to me because of just the way he kills people is well, it's so, so different. It's so much more supernatural <laughs> involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but they're also, they're often like clearly for obvious reasons, they're lumped together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if I want to watch like, you know, the, the sort, sort of the first classic slasher would be Psycho. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you've got the whole Italian Dario Argento slasher, which is its own subgenre. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually accurate to say that Halloween is kind of its own genre. I agree with that. Yeah. And then this movie in particular, I thought I had seen the whole thing, but turns out I'd only seen a bit of the middle part. Uh, like a couple years ago, I like a bunch of my roommates, we all were just like, I don't know, puttering around, cutting pumpkins or something and like just flick through a couple of different whatever horror movies were on TV at the time. And I guess this was one of them. We laughed for a lot of it. <laughs> well, the entire parts that we watched, we laughed, which is a scene where uh, Dr. What's his name? Dan. Well, it's Dan. Dan. Let's just Dan. call him Dan. Or Dan. Dr. Dan. Yeah. I don't even know his name. I just, the doctor guy. But Dan, uh, like, gets that he's in danger and being chased and, like, runs around and runs into the factory and then, like, runs in and out of different rooms in the factory. That's all I saw <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. That's it. It's, that was so boring. And then we changed the channel. Yeah. That is... You didn't even see any bugs coming out of people's mouths. Nope. I saw a lot of masks in the background. You didn't even hear the good commercial. Thank God. <laughs> I love Eight that more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. London Bridge Silver will never sound Shamrock. the same again. I didn't even put it together that that was London Bridge until this exact second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it also made me think a lot of, which I'm speculating here, but maybe he was inspired by, but it reminded me a lot of in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Yeah, uh, when they first go to the factory it's like Willy Wonka Willy Wonka yeah. the amazing chocolatier <laughs> and it was like the same like vocal sound yeah. you know, that gets ingrained in your brain and I was like I wonder if Tim Burton was like give me that sound from Halloween 3 that seems reasonable to me could I, be this yeah, movie is like weirdly notorious for something I had never heard about really well yeah yeah what you never I, I hadn't everyone else seems to know everything else about this movie like, oh right I've seen the references to it online now just in the past week since I watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen like three different references pop up that I'm like, oh, I get that now. Yeah. Has everyone else in the world seen this movie but me? I feel like mm-hmm. lately it has regained some kind of something. Like, not cult following exactly, but there's some imagery in it that's great. Like, the masks are really good mm-hmm. and the, the pumpkin flashing on the TV screen is really good. So, yeah. Well, Sam, what what's your Halloween experience? I love Halloween 1. I've never seen any of the other ones before. I watch Halloween 1 like a billion times every Halloween and like have it quietly on my TV while I'm doing stuff. Um, that's it. That's right. <laughs> I, mean, I love I have this movie. I uh, So a weird thing that I do is for Halloween parties, I will make like these um, – super cuts of like Halloween movies and Halloween commercials and that one is always one that I include is the don't 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 <laughs> yeah like at nine o'clock I time it out so that comes on and it flashes for a little while and melts all the kids heads so that's all I've known about the movie for a long time is that scene where they're in the bunker thing and the kids head melts and the the bugs come out and kill his parents which like is pretty cool and gruesome that's a good part that's a very dark moment yeah like, yeah, it's creepy. They're killing kids in this movie. 
And that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. That's what our main villain wants to do. And he thinks it's like mm-hmm. funny, kind of. Yeah. He's it's the best joke. Yeah. And it's he was awesome. Joke I love on that the guy. children. Oh, I love Dan O'Hurley. Yeah. He was the old man in RoboCop, and he was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He uh, was. And he was, uh, he was, uh, he wore a lot of makeup, but he was the co pilot in The Last Starfighter. Um, who had some great one-liners. Huh. Uh, he's terrific in there. So he's an alien with that voice? Yeah. Cool. Oh, he was great. There's this, <laughs> there's this wonderful moment where the pilot doesn't know, the last starfighter doesn't know uh, what plan they're going to have because all of the other starfighters are dead. And he's like, well, what are we going to do? And he says, I'll have it all figured out by the time we reach the frontier. <laughs> What's that? The frontier. <laughs> it's, like, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good movie, actually. I like that. I like that movie quite a bit. It's got a good sense of humor. Uh. Um but uh, so I was looking forward to this movie because oh, I thought because I've read <laughs> I've read a lot of stuff that says like this wasn't really as bad as everybody says it was. It just wasn't about Michael Myers. So everybody wrote it off and it seemed like a movie that would really capture like a fun Halloween spirit. So sitting down to watch it, I was like, "Ooh, I'm feeling pretty Halloweeny today. This is going to be good and make me feel even spookier. But it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what's your experience with Halloween? Uh, I think I watched the first one one time in high school. Like, I have memories of watching it, but don't really have memories of the film itself. Mm. Uh, and I think I saw the Rob Zombie one. The first Rob oh, Zombie God, one. I forgot about that. I actually quite like both of those. They're not great, but they're fine, yeah. I think. And like Marianne said, I feel like Halloween H2O was just kind of a thing that was around uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like, like the thing that made me know that halloween existed as a thing but i didn't see the movie or yeah like i think it. i've seen parts of it on like tbs or something like yeah. it's one of those ones that they air a lot on tv so mm-hmm. you i've seen chunks of like jamie lee curtis in that movie yeah talking mm-hmm. to, Jay, to michael and he's like pinned to a fence or something something yeah i don't know i it's might have seen the whole weird thing. weird movie uh-huh. uh, yeah. and it is like Man, I say this a lot, but right as a decade starts to enter into its final couple years, yeah. it is the most that decade. <laughs> and man, yeah. that Halloween H2O is like the most 90s thing. Yeah. Like all of the haircuts and the clothes. I mean, the name H2O. I know. <laughs> like, that's not Why? a good choice. No. No. Halloween water. but it just yeah like so i really have no frame of reference for halloween movies okay like you could have told me that michael myers wasn't in anything past like the first one or h2o and i would have just believed you because i don't know nothing about how many even are there okay so there's (laughs) i realized i didn't know like is h2o the sixth or is it the twelfth six Seven, I believe Halloween H2O is the eighth. Okay. Then there's the Rob Zombie ones. Fun then there's fact, the Rob though, Zombie while they're right. counting, H2O <laughs> is 20 years after Halloween. Yeah. Is that what the 2 is yeah. for? Yeah. yeah, it's 20. Halloween gotcha. 20. And it is currently, I think, it's 20 years after H2O came out. Huh! Ho! Ow! Yeah. Maybe? So Damn! Warm. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's the sound of Nick realizing how old he is. Yeah. He's confronting his mortality right now. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what I heard on a Halloween podcast. I think I was looking at the same, that same podcast right. I'm listening to. Is it the Nerdificent one? <laughs> no. Then no. Oh, ooh, there's <laughs> multiple Halloween podcasts. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, uh, there was something the other day I was watching, like there was some YouTuber or some, uh, something and it just said born in 1997. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween oh. H2O came out in 1998. Yep. That, that makes sense. Wow. 
Um, I, I just want to say the new one that's coming out on t- in this year, 2018, maybe good, maybe bad. I don't know. I'm really excited about it, though, because it's one of my favorite directors, which is David Gordon Green. So I'm looking forward to it, yeah, even I'm if it's a disaster. It. <laughs> so who knows? I'm all sad about us being old now. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just in a funk over here. Just like when you said 1998, I thought, oh, that was only 10 years ago. No, no I was not. at this is a very side story. <laughs> you can cut this out. Uh, I was at the mall recently. And I was wearing some. Uh, <laughs> I was wearing like. I'm not cutting this I out. Like this story a lot so far. I can't <laughs> hear what it is. At the so mall, uh, at, like looking at new shoes, uh-huh. uh, and the guy working the shoe store started talking to me about like Air Jordans because I was wearing a pair, and uh-huh. he was saying he's like a collector. I was like, that's awesome. Uh, and he was like, yeah, my favorite pair is this because they came in. They came out in 1998, the year I was born. And I could just go. <laughs> oh man I just was like ready to leave the store at that point cause he was just like yeah no I wanted to be like yeah I was 11 <laughs> when you were born uh, wow. we're so old I was 21 yeah look at that Look, at, we're just old people Ah, I'm scared now. yeah that's what this podcast is about talk about how old we are yeah. Dust. Oh, man. that's scarier than the movie it is. I, look, I'm gonna. It is. Yeah, you're right. It actually is. I don't hate the ideas of this movie. Like, I think the central idea of this movie. I also really like the idea of an anthology movie series. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, especially based on around Halloween. Yeah, that would be great. Like, yeah. I would really love that. Uh, you know, I was really enjoying what they were doing with Cloverfield until the Cloverfield paradox. I don't watch that. Well, it, it's uh, the so the first two Cloverfield movies, the second one especially, I think, is a tremendous, tremendous film. I love that. Yeah, it was great. Ten Cloverfield Lane is great. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, and you just have it. It's thematically similar. There's some sort of invasion, mm-hmm. something happening, and and we're setting a story within that great I think that's really cool and I and, but then they just tried to explain everything in the Cloverfield paradox and I'm like what you just started this um, so I I like that idea I struggle with this film for a lot of reasons not not for really filmmaking because I think it's a pretty competently filmed acted directed movie like it's you know it it's the problem is that the story doesn't work for me and there are a lot of things that don't make any sense. Robots and witches. You know that I was just call the movie that. <laughs> done. Halloween three. Robots and witches. No, nope, just robots and witches. There I'm, you go. That's my fix. I'm, I'm done. with Marianne. Actually, I think that's going to be my. How do you fix it? <laughs> just take call it move robots. Halloween Three's. from the title. Yeah. Call it season. Of, well, we won't talk about it too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, th- I think you kind of touched on it with the Cloverfield paradox. Is like one of my main problems with this movie is that they explain too much, but not well. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of the plot points that are just, like, the villain's essentially like a Bond villain in that, like, an hour into this movie, he sits down our hero to explain his entire strategy to him. Even ties him up in a death a death trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and leaves him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and takes a really boring phone call. Yeah. yeah. But it makes, like, this is the part I was talking to Nick about earlier, that doesn't make any sense. His like plan. I was, I was watching yeah. his, like when he gets to finally why he's doing this after he explained how he's doing it, uh-huh. he gets to the why and that's the sort of the part where he says, it's the best joke. It's a joke on the kids. It's like, uh, I don't know what that really means. And also, I still don't understand why you're doing this. Is this a part of the movie you don't under, that you don't remember? Yeah. yeah. They, I feel like I just glazed over. I did too. He doesn't too. explain in that part why he's doing it. 
He explains later why he's that's, yeah. Well, that's I think that's I'm combining those two moments. But does yes, he? The, no, oh. he does the thing. You're not. There's okay. a part where he says that and doesn't explain. Oh wait, yes, he does. In that part, <laughs> he's like talking about how when he was growing up, which maybe they're implying that he's immortal or that's something. That's what I kept, yeah. I, did you get he's that? He's basically talking about like, oh, in the old days, 300 years ago. Yes. And talks yes. about it in first person. He used to like live in fear of this Halloween night and then eventually came to like understand it. And he's- It's a blurring of the of reality and fantasy or something? Well, the walls would come down and the creepy creepers would come out and there were sacrificial circles and the blood needed to run down the hills. And right now the planets are lined up so where he needs to do what he's doing for some reason. And they w- it could have been interesting if they explained why he needed to do what he was doing, but they didn't. Oh, it's so it's kind of an implication that like he's trying to restore Halloween to its glory days, basically. Yeah. But that's this... like the implication of like actually being fearful and actually like not kids making a mockery of whatever and like not having kids like Yeah. It's basically like talking about how things are going downhill in modern times. Sure. These millennials kids, are yeah. killing <laughs> Halloween. It's Let's murder all yeah, of these, them. <laughs> these Gen X, Y? I don't what know. What were they back then? I don't, I don't think they had a name. Uh, they were just kids. I mean, these were youths, they Gen X? So that would have been un, just a s- slightly older than me. I think that's my generation, though. Yeah. Where you would have melted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I would have been too young. I would have been. Like three years old, I uh, think. Too um, young for a latex mask, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some of those kids they show at the end are pretty small. Yeah, Nick would have suffocated though. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. <laughs> he I mean, wouldn't have even let's... had his head melted. Not his would have like what worn the mask backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He was a dumb kid. <laughs> I was. Oh, that's um, so not nice. You know, it's the truth though. Um, but I, I want to. S- say i'm i'm in i'm in between whatever that generation is and millennials like i am right in between it i'm on the edge of both of them yeah um you're a gen xer dude i think it's gen x i think i don't know none of it matters to me but (laughs) But anyway it's all their fault they keep buying too many things and make to have too much fun on halloween they're not afraid anymore but he also but he also implies it's some kind of witchly duty that he has i think that's the thing that when you said that i was like oh is he in his head is he the good guy like is he trying to save the world from no no i think it's like i think he's sacrificing people for his own faith and power or something like that yeah I man, and I, he might also be immortal. That is not answered, but yeah. I did get the sense that even from the beginning, they sort of there's a sort of feeling that there's something weird about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then when he started talking, I was like, okay, I get the sense that he's immortal. Mm-hmm. But Matt and I both apparently just phased out. Well, I think even now, you guys explaining it, it's not super clear after no. you guys have explained it like you guys still no. have questions even though you understood it better than Nick and I did I think collectively I mean it's still we, convoluted I think yes. collectively we, we, we literally said every single line that is <laughs> yeah. to, like word for word and that's it yeah and that's why I think like that's a prime example of them ex- over explaining it to a point that it no longer really makes sense because then you're opening up more and more plot holes. Also, the last t- 10 minutes of the movie or so is when it, it is explained at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because the, the part I was talking about originally is like an hour in. Mm-hmm. And that's when he explains like the technical side of things to Dan before locking him up of like, we're using the power of Stonehenge to put into these <laughs> chips and do this. And then this happens. Let me show you a, a demonstration. It's yeah. full on and, tour guide mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that shows like the full like ha- the the how and then yeah then it, the movie kind of pauses itself for a while nothing really happens and then like 30 minutes later he says why everything's happening and then the movie kind of ends yeah 
That yeah. sounds about right. Blows yeah. the factory up. He turns up. into a marshmallow or something. What the Connell hell was Cochran that? Yeah, Cochran turns into Stonehenge's power is turned against him. Yeah, and then he turns into himself, but he looks like a marshmallow. Maybe it looks like they needed awesome. a shot of him disappearing, and he had already like. He was already He's done gone. with his work on the <laughs> yeah. movie. So like, somebody make a dummy of that guy. <laughs> no, we've got $10. We also can't. We, he's not here, so we don't remember exactly what he looks like. <laughs> they, don't, yeah. they don't have any photos. They're just going by memory. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was old. <laughs> yeah. Make him meltier. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, well, okay, we haven't even really talked about the robots yet. Because, like, there's this whole plot with Stonehenge and ancient magic and and all that to, 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 to I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. okay, that's that's a fine premise for a supernatural horror film. Yeah. And it's and it's gruesome and scary. Cool. But then Cochran all of Cochran's employees employees, henchmen, henchmen lackeys. lackeys yeah. He's not paying robots. Are yes. are robots. <laughs> and yeah. they're robots that he's made. Not even not magic robots. No just regular robots. He he is shown to be like a expert at making clockwork toys. They're not clockwork robots. Yeah, like just he, he was robots. known as a toy maker for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but that doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> and when they die, they spew out pus, or actually it's orange juice, but pus out of their, yeah, some sort of liquid out of their mouths that makes no sense for a robot. They also die really easily. Yeah, they're yeah. really, yeah. they're, they're super strong, but they kind of easily fall apart. You just punch them in the stomach and your hand goes right through and they're dead. And then orange yeah. juice comes out of their mouths. Yeah. I will say, though, the effect of the uh, Ellie robot with her arm was pretty cool. It was, oh, okay, so... And creepy. Maybe we start at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> oh, man. Like, the... Okay, so Dan... Yeah, I think his name is Chalice? Chas... Chalice? Chalice? Something Ch- like it's that. It's Chalice or Chalice. I, they yeah. say it a couple Dan. times and I can't... Yeah, it's just Dan. Dr. Dan. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dan. Goes off on this adventure with Ellie, who is the daughter of the, the man who was driven crazy at the beginning. Yeah. And then had his skull... Which is a really weird Pinched. way to kill somebody. I don't think it would even work because <laughs> yeah. your brain is not there, right yeah. behind your eyeballs. It looks like he would like break his like orbital also, sockets. He He's... was already choking him. Yeah, was he? well, yeah, he had his he hand was. over his mouth. Well, and he's suffocating, he's suffocating, suffocating him, him. and then he decides him. to puncture his eyeballs at the with same his time. fingers instead. And it's yeah. like, I, I, I thought the same thing, Sam. I, I don't know if that'll kill somebody. I think, I think that'll blind you. I think but that would be an excruciating pain. Yeah, yeah it would be well, horrible. But then they allude like... later. The uh, uh, the coroner says basically that he crushed his skull. I think well, they just did that because it looked looks cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, yeah. I, but it 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 just made it more confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, is he mm-hmm. dead? Did he die from that? How did he die from that? So there was a. You have the robot that comes in, and then in one of my favorite bad movie tropes. Goes out, and as soon as a fire starts, the whole car blows up. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, literally, he lights himself on fire. And, he was a robot, and there was a lot of gasoline in the car. Uh, just, man, that was a hell yeah. of a fireball. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. And it was so instantaneous. It didn't, yeah. it didn't, there wasn't a moment for the people running out of the hospital to be like, oh, somebody get that man yeah. out of there. Yeah. Like, they didn't have time to even see the car before it exploded, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Tropic Thunder. Like in Tropic Thunder, there's this moment where the explosives guy is waiting to for the signal from the director to set all of these expensive explosives they've set. Mm-hmm. 
and he keeps waiting for the signal and then the director gets mad and makes an emotion and he goes all right and they aren't even rolling and he sets it off that's what it feels like here is like mm-hmm. they were just like all right action boom uh. oh shit no not you yeah. action for the the guy you needed to run more yeah, yeah. um and so Dan, Dr. Dan and the guy's daughter, what was her name? Ellie. 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 Dr. Dan is a deadbeat dad and a heavy drinker. Very. He's, he's a, the all worst. around worst person. Yeah. He's kind of terrible. He's, yeah. Like, sexually he's, harassing his coworkers. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's rude to his ex-wife. He's rude to his, his ex-wife and his children. Yeah. He's, absentee. Yeah. He's uh, been drinking throughout the entire film. And people comment on yes. his drinking frequently. He's, he goes he's to work alcoholic. as a doctor. Yeah drunk yeah. uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh then runs off his wife tells him oh you're gonna go drink and yeah. do some doctoring <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. great the wife is like presented in this film as like me a, a, a I nagging, guess, shrill. nagging? Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah but this is the problem because mm. his also his the film presents his sexually you know uh molesting his nurse as oh ha 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 ha, ha funny fun. it's corner and what? the coroner, oh, and the coroner, the coroner and him, I think, seem to have a thing going yeah, on. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still, it's inappropriate. Well, and yes. she is clearly the smartest person at this hospital in this movie. <laughs> in, in the yeah. movie, she's actually funny. But see, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I would have loved to have seen them pair up. That would make way and, more sense. Yeah, it would have yeah. made way more sense. Ellie, you don't yeah. need Ellie in here. No, she's a lamp. Yes, <laughs> she's a lamp. Yes, that's an it. underaged. Lamp. Well, maybe. We're, we're, we don't. It, okay, okay, fine. Look, what the we're actors, talking, I looked it up because that it tends to be important. a terrible thing that happens in most of the movies we watch on this podcast is that there's an old creepy dude hitting on a really young girl. Uh, and I looked up and the actor, he was 47, she was 23. Um, so there's a creep factor to it, but like she was not. She was also not older than she looked. Wait. That's yeah. In the was movie, when, well, uh, I I didn't think up until that moment that she might be a teenager. Well, she was older. Yeah, I didn't either. And then but, after they've already had sex once, yep. she wants to have sex again, and he says, "How old are you anyway?" And it's like <laughs> that's not when you ask that question if you have that concern. Nope. Yeah. And, he, no. and it's again the movie plays it off as a joke. Yes. Yeah. And you know back and it was more of a jokey thing back then, but it's weird watching it now. You're just like no. That's not no. Also, yeah. real life context. She was the inspiration for the movie Manhattan because she dated Woody Allen when she was sixteen and he was forty-two. Mm. Oh, wow! Gee. So it adds like another level. There's a whole other level to this here. movie because that actress has this whole other part of her life. That is very similar. I did not know that. That's yeah. Very wow. Yeah. Huh. Ugh, fucking Woody Allen. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so they have this inexplicably like here's the thing, too. Like I, Tom Atkins is a good actor. OK, he's what else is he perfectly? Been? I don't know. I've he seen him other in a bunch of things. And I think it's because of this. He has like a cult following. Mm-hmm. It could so be. There's other sort of like modern horror films. Like I think he was in My Bloody Valentine when that um, came out. Oh, in, like, I think you're right. Six or something. Yeah, yeah. That they just like, they cast him as a person who is recognizable to horror movie fans. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like he successfully portrays a deadbeat dad doctor. It's not well, his fault. It might be an accident that he's portraying that though. Like, well, I true. think it's, yeah. the, I guess, well, no, I feel like that's just like written in the script. The though. disconnect it's not yeah. that it's presented as we're still supposed to like him. Yes. yes. Regardless of everything that we see about him. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this was the early 80s. This is right about when things were starting to turn with the idea of uh, that the nuclear family was not a thing and there were latchkey kids and split, you know, broken homes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And 
we were talking on Slack about how this is like in the 80s, there was always the absent father, mostly because Spielberg was running everything. And that was yeah. his trope. Like and it was he, the mom and the kids. It was always the mom and the kids. A plucky little family. Unit. But here we're get the fuck out of here. Mom and kids. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tell the deadbeat dad story. Yeah. Yeah. You're keeping me from hanging out with my young girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Look how much fun he's having. He's drunk. Yeah. He's going all over the place with his girlfriend. He's got another girlfriend at the morgue. He's having a hell of a time. Like, but it's so distasteful. Yeah, but he's clearly the bad guy in their movie about the children and the mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like if he Where was a better dad. Yeah. If he was a yeah. better dad, at the end of the movie when he's yelling his at his... still be alive. Yeah, he's yeah. yelling at his wife to like, take their mask off, don't let them wear those masks. <laughs> yeah. She would maybe believe him. And that's like, you're drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's like, oh yeah, no, you haven't been there for your kids, so I bought them these awesome looking masks. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is your yeah. fault. He should have also just told her that the masks had like a poison or like a defective or something instead of just saying that ancient technology was going to melt their <laughs> yeah. heads. Yeah. He yeah. handled it so poorly. Exactly. Yeah. And he wasn't even drunk. No, he sounded pretty drunk at that part though. Well, there, there's a lot of like him mincing around in in the uh, factory trying to get away and then he has yeah. like my least favorite thing in movies is when people whisper and because I hate ASMR uh, and he uh, has this whisper phone call with them because he's trying not to be caught. I get it. But it is the goofiest phone it call. It is very yeah. weird. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you got to take away the mask. And it's <laughs> a lot of bad phone calls in this movie. There's there a, no. The further back in time you go, the more bad phone calls there are in movies. Okay. Like, I guess that makes sense. It's just like I was talking to somebody the other day about how I, it, you used to be able to have movies about the difficulty of getting a piece of information from one side of town to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was the movie. That's what Seinfeld was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just because they couldn't tell each other things, they always screwed everything up. Right. Whereas now it can be fixed with a text message, yeah. you know? Yeah. Home Ooh. Alone. Solved. Yeah. yeah. Home Alone is solved. Where uh, are you? Hey, yeah. Oh, you I'm in the house home. still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so, like, there were t- terrible phone calls. The operator was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the lady on the loudspeaker. Yeah. And the lady too. on the loudspeaker was Jamie Lee Curtis. And there's a clip of them there's two, there's two okay. trailers for the for movie awful, halloween the immortal classic in this movie and that's my a, favorite part of the whole thing yeah because those parts are because it's great <laughs> plays the music i was like uh, first of all i was like oh movie i want to be watching yeah but two like it's so weird like that's an even another step removed right yeah, yeah. it's like very like Especially that first moment, it's very, very meta when yeah. you see the trailer for Halloween in the Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. it's also weird. It's kind of why I liked it. I'm I gonna, liked it too. I'm getting up on my soapbox here, but <laughs> it, it's Look also, out. it's also weird when you have a television announcer who is not a good television announcer. <gasps> yes. Okay, good. It he wasn't just so me. Was so bad. Becoming hey, the immortal kids, classic. It's almost, it's time. almost time. It's so bad. Yeah. And that's something that like pulls me out of a movie and yeah. it pulled me out of this one. I feel like that necessarily wasn't on purpose, but does kind of fit in with that sort of like public accessy local channel feel. Yeah. Because if you think about it, at the end of this movie, when he's trying to get the TV stations to shut down and not stop being this commercial, there's three stations yeah. he's calling into. Yeah. Well, that's true. He's he calls into one. But how many stations were there back then? No, no I mean that's he, what I'm saying. Though, on the phone is like with one person the oh, entire right. time. This is like oh, yeah. what it was. Is it? It's like uh, it's like a. It hmm. feels like a local channel kind of commercial. So is this only happening in one place? Yeah, it's only happening in one place. It's not. No, like, that's not true. 
at the end I of the movie, was, oh, they show these masks the on kids in Seattle oh, and in right. like Atlanta and New York. And sitting in front of their TVs, too. You're yeah, right. they, yeah. So then he's just trying to save his local area. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, they're really not going to believe you if you try to go. I mean, because who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I always, well, never mind. I don't know that this does not go into my fix, so why bother? Um, <laughs> but I was like watching the movie and I'm like, why don't you just. Okay, so back then it was like a a feed that you had to cut and had to come from somewhere. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't you find out where that original feed is? So it has to be like somewhere in the warehouse. Take down the towers or whatever. And just stop it. I don't don't think you could have done that because that would have been exciting. (laughs) (laughs) This film is not exciting. Also why it's not my fix because I'm like, well, that would have made sense. In the real world. Yeah, it wouldn't have allowed him to run around hallways for a while. (laughs) um, There's a movie that I want to have on this podcast, but it's a movie I deeply adore, um, but it is not a good movie. It's called My Science Project. Hmm. And uh, there is an entire moment where they have to blow up a... uh, uh, basically an electrical tower mm-hmm. to try to get this thing from infecting the whole uh, their whole town or something. And and it like it is the the, the fucking best scene in the movie because mm-hmm. they are racing to go. They're racing against the electricity as it's going. And it's like doesn't make any sense, but it's yeah. very, very <laughs> exciting. And there's like there's no there is a ticking clock element to this movie, but nobody really seems that uh, worked up about it. Well, and I guess only he knows. Yeah. Well, he's my, not really also, going that fast. It's also weird because, like, it starts off with eight more days to Halloween. It's part of the song. And then, mm-hmm. like, it jumps into multiple days, like, really quickly. Well, yeah. it does, like, eight, seven, six, and all of a sudden it's, like, two more days. And you're like, what's been happening? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's they, an important chunk of time. I think yeah. they've just been having sex in the <laughs> hotel room. You could have just started six days before Halloween. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need to start no, eight. They didn't, they didn't meet. Or like they didn't have that conversation until two days until before Halloween. Until two more Halloween. days to Halloween. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because me- that between He was that, just drunk in a bar somewhere. Yeah. yeah, he's all sad about the guy dying and he that's when the, the funeral happened because that's when she comes in and she's like, I saw you at the funeral. Yeah. yeah. Why but, did he go to the funeral? Because they patient, needed he her to see bad. him, I guess. What? I don't know. They met at the hospital. That's yeah, he fair. didn't even really have an actual conversation with the guy. Well, they could have had it at the hospital. Him Christ. going to the funeral is the only thing that makes him likable to her. Okay, that's He doesn't fair. do anything else in this movie to woo her in any way. No, he Correct. says... Maybe they should have shown him going to the funeral. Oh, God. Room. I think my least favorite part of this movie is is just two lines where he's trying to figure out a way where he can sleep somewhere else. And then she <laughs> says, where would you like to sleep, Dr. Chalice? <laughs> and then he says, what did he say? That, that's a, that's stupid, a question. stupid question. Miss... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then kisses her. And then I'm like, I literally it was like out loud as they started saying those lines. Just, no, no. Same. Stay Same. away from her. <laughs> like, I don't care how suspicious it looks. Yeah. Go to another room. Yeah. Yeah. Go sleep next door with your real wife. Also, actually sleep on the floor. Yeah, Come yeah, on. It's not that bad. It, yeah. And it, this goes into another thing of something that I hate, which is these like it's a forced sexual relationship yeah. mm-hmm. into a movie that didn't need it. And when they had an established sexual relationship yep. with two believable adults. Who would like each other? Yes, yes. yes. The doctor Absolutely. in the corner, yeah. like work together, makes sense. They have a rapport. She's smart and funny, and it's like, sure, that, even, I could believe uh-huh. that. Like, they even have good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. like they, they have a funny scene. Yeah, like, yeah. their scene's cute and fine. Yeah. And she pushes back. I love it. Like, yeah. she's mm-hmm. she doesn't take any. She has shit my from favorite him. line of the movie, which I'm gonna mess up because I don't have it in front of me. But it's like 
if you're going to crush somebody's skull with your hands, it takes a lot of forearm strength. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? I don't know. <laughs> Let's I find out. Be upper arm I'm going to trust the coroner like on this one. Well, the way strength. he did it, like. He just, sure. She didn't yeah. know how he did it. Though. That's true. You don't know that? <laughs> She's really smart. Yeah, she that's is. <laughs> I like that. I also like that element. Like, I don't like the robot element of this movie. Yeah, that's but, my big what, how to fix it, so. But I do like so her sifting through all of the like the, the her her story. The coroner's yeah. story is interesting because she's sifting through the remains of the car and ke- she just can't find any human remains. She's like, well, somebody must have fucked it up. Well, yeah. and it, it feels like the first time that happens, you're kind of like you. It's a good red herring. Yeah. Like you feel, yeah. oh, somebody got rid of the body parts yeah. or somebody's mm-hmm. hiding something. And the second and third time like you go back to it, it kind of works less because you've also learned more yeah, about you know, this mm-hmm. now, and like, she found that weird gear and she's it looks just like, like a clicking bicycle it back bell. And, forth, and she's like dear god how could she have pieced anything <laughs> together from that yeah she dear just god, knew somebody had a bicycle from, in the car yeah, yeah. this didn't come from a car <laughs> yeah. yeah uh i one of my biggest issues with the we were talking about the sort of the ticking clock aspect and kind of like resolving this plot i guess the climax i'm putting that in quotes like of this movie feels like it should do something and it doesn't like when we're talking about pulling the feed to these commercials and stuff the climax of the movie is when he goes to the robot headquarters where they're kind of yeah it seems like at least they're like the originator of the se- the sequence or whatever the the commercial that's the going feed, out to yeah. people mm-hmm. the feed and it well no he calls them well, no, when he's in the factory. When he's right? in the factory, it he... looks like they're he, playing the commercial. Oh, 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 yes. oh, gotcha, When gotcha, he's gotcha, defeating gotcha. the robots, he sneaks up to their little computer, he types in a bunch of random things, which starts the commercial airing. When I'm watching this movie, I thought, okay, he's prevented it from going out to everyone else, and yeah. he's airing it only in here, and he's going to kill everyone, mm-hmm. and that will stop it from going out to the world. The first two-thirds of what I just said do happen. <laughs> like, he randomly starts the commercial he drops a bunch of chips from the sky and blows up a bunch of robots and that works to defeat the bad guys but it does nothing to affect the feed correct and then it takes him calling tv stations to stop the feed there's a part when he leaves the factory and they're driving in the car that he says we should do we ought to do something call someone and it's like that should be maybe the first thing that he thought of before he went to the robot factory town. Or yeah, like, like you didn't need to you don't kill need to all save. those guys if it still takes a phone call to actually stop the signal. Or if you're just yeah. now realizing that you should do something, you should have thought it <laughs> yeah. through a little bit better at some point. Yeah, and you could have had uh, a you could have had an interesting give and take there of where he's not getting any results or nobody's paying attention to him or yeah. you know everybody thinks oh he's drunk and crazy you know yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he just said. I'm gonna go invest. I'm gonna Hardy Boys, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm gonna Hardy Boy this shit. Got my six also, pack of Miller High Life. And I'm going with my girlfriend because he's go. an alcoholic, <laughs> yeah, Sam. So. Okay. But they still believe him anyway, except for that third station. That third station might not have believed him. Who it was knows? the same dude, but it was the same dude. Yeah, it was yeah. The same dude. yeah, he doesn't like click over to another line. Be yeah. like, hold on, I got channel yeah, two on true. this line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one thing that we've left out that I wanted to talk about was Ellie basically. Well, no, not she. Ellie gets killed. Yeah. Yes. Um, off screen. Off screen. Off screen. Yeah. And there's this whole twist because they have to whisper throughout the last act of the movie. 
They have to be quiet so she doesn't talk because none of the robots talk. Uh-huh. She's been turned into a robot. Yeah. And you don't be able, you don't find that out until they're driving and she won't talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then she just reaches over and grabs his face. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. Yeah. It's great. She just like smack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I would agree. Matt brought this up like or Sam, one of you, two, somebody brought it up. But I'm sure of it. Um, <laughs> that some of the effect work there at the end was pretty cool. Yes, Matt. Of like, oh, you're so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of the effect work there with her was really good. And I'm like, man, it's more of this. Maybe I guess I, I don't like the robots, but then I also like the robots on their own. Like these two stories shouldn't meld. There's other movies with better robot stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just watch Alien. That's yeah, that's a, cool a good robot point. Yeah, dismemberment scene, and that scene goes on for so long. He's ripping his girlfriend apart, and her body keeps coming back. And in between ripping her apart, he just stands there and looks around. And I can't. That also think- includes my like, what I found to be one of the more ridiculous action sequences. Uh-huh. It's her disembodied arm that's not attached no. to any sort of abdomen or any sort of thing that would for like cause force. Yeah, latches itself onto his face. And he can't get it off. Yeah. Like, it's, he just can't. Like, it's as if someone is pushing him, yeah. but there's nothing on the other end to do the pushing. It feels uh-huh. like a very Ash versus Evil Dead moment. Yeah. yeah. But this is an Ash versus Evil Correct. Dead. No. It looks like it's almost being played for comedy. But on one hand, like, this should be traumatic. Yeah. But, and in two, this movie has not made one joke. At well, least not well. Let's make creep jokes. Well, it has made creepy jokes. Yeah. And then you have that whole family that's supposed to be funny because of how obnoxious <laughs> they like are. A bunch of rubes or something. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. just they're just obnoxious. That yeah. kid's obnoxious. The kid sucks. The parents are okay. Dad was fine. The dad didn't do anything wrong, and the mom just looks in the mirror a lot. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That kid was annoying. Yeah, they didn't deserve okay, to get killed by. A her. lot of kids are annoying. Yeah, sometimes. that's a good yeah. point. I mean, even as annoying as he was, he didn't deserve that. Holy God. No. No, no kids don't was... deserve to get their heads melted. Man. No. Yeah, that's, that's a strong statement, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> hot but take. You, yeah, hot take, Sam. <laughs> uh, I support those are my you, Sam. views. I don't know. Like, you guys agree with me, but. Uh, you know, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that, I also agree, yeah. for the record. Marianne? This good. whole podcast Marianne, agrees. Please. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're unanimous. Nice, nice, nice. Kids should not have their heads turned into snakes Sweet. and bugs. Yeah. But like, it sounds kind of fun when you say it like that. <laughs> Sam is allowed to if he wants to. <laughs> well, you can do it yourself, but you can kids can't. Kids head. aren't old enough to consent to stuff like that. To having they, their head turned so if you can cheat, if you want, you can go buy one of these masks. Yeah. Sit in front of the TV, yourself. nine o'clock Halloween night. Every every year they play the commercial. Yeah. And they just see how many. It's a. It's like the purge. <laughs> yeah. It just, how many people do we take out? Whoa, that would be kind of interesting though. <laughs> we keep coming up with better ideas. Yeah. Just like, oh, that would be slightly more interesting. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, also, the masks are super cool. They're really cool. But every kid in America shouldn't buy the same Halloween Correct. mask. Maybe. Not good. But except the pumpkins, there were some fun, some fun things going on with the pumpkins. Like the kid was a pirate pumpkin. There's a kid who was a I wizard. I feel like that pumpkin. made it make less sense. Same. Oh, I thought it was uh, cute. Though. I think they were trying to sell that the, these masks are so cool and so popular that every kid in America wants one. <laughs> to be a witch, a pumpkin, or a skull. Yeah, but they yeah. don't care about the rest of their costume no. going along with it. So they're gonna buy a witch mask, and then they're gonna be a football player. <laughs> or they're going to be a ballerina <laughs> with okay. a pumpkin head. And it's like <laughs> every little... kid in America picked out a Halloween costume and then was like, but I also want this mask. <laughs> it makes no it's sense. It's pretty sick. So. Yeah. It's also one of the many moments that just like took me out of a thing because I was like, 
oh, come on, every kid in America. My mom was all about making costumes at yeah. home out of things that were already around. She would not spend any money on a on a mask. Yeah. I would have survived. My head wouldn't have melted either. My yeah. mom always made my costumes too. They didn't have any Star Wars masks in their repertoire. In their, in their thing, yeah. So I would have yeah. survived. Yeah. <laughs> every, kid would have been, every kid would have been an Ewok or something that year. 1982? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect Ewok year. No, I was, was it out yet? Jedi, I thought Jedi was 83. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, maybe they made them early like they did uh, like they did to Kylo Ren oh, and costumes. Oh, like Porgs? And, yeah. 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 yeah, Porgs. Yeah. Maybe I'm uh, wrong about that. I might have it confused. Uh, Jedi's 83. What okay. took me out of ha! it was we, that they... I will trust the person who was actually alive when the movie came out and not listen to us. <laughs> okay. It took me out of it when they said the masks glow in the dark. They clearly don't. No, they the don't. Dark. They yeah. don't glow in the no. dark. What I also took me out part. was the awful synth music. I love that Playing song. any oh, single God. time that any sort of villain was... Oh. Oh, nearby and it did not stop. Hey, I only... the music was doing all the heavy lifting in that movie, and also, <laughs> and it was also John Carpenter music. Yeah, it was. I yeah. hated about like five percent of the music, but I was on board with most of it. The very first notes of the movie too loud. <laughs> oh, I was fine with it in the very very beginning. It was like the last uh, third of the movie that just. It got so obnoxious and so repetitive. There's the one scene where he's not. like sneaking around outside, that running one. around, and it just sounds like a smoke detector going off for yeah. five yeah. minutes. That's what I thought was happening, and then he left the hotel room, and it was not. It was still happening. And yeah, it was not a smoke detector. No, it's just the music. Just like they ha- they just like went to the highest key on the keyboard. They're like beep beep beep. It was John Carpenter. Yeah, but it. That's what he does. Okay? It doesn't rise or fall at all. There's nothing to it other yeah, than. No. That. I mean, the original Halloween theme is very like that. That's what drives it. It's a. Uh, it's it's kind of. It, it's like pseudo Philip Glass almost. Yeah, you know, because the original Halloween thing. That's more than one keyboard. Yes, I know. But then during the movie, it's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can make he can make Olympic games. Scary stuff. Scary. Like there's a part when the light when he's against the building and the light turns on above him when he's sneaking around outside the factory, and that makes that part like whoa. Oh yeah, that sting. That part sticks in my head. And like yeah. overall, John Carpenter music, I'm fully on board for and feel like it usually fits. He just ran out of steam in this one. Yeah, like, I kind of feel like he was like, I, I, uh, I hit all these other ones in the last movie. Go. I'm going to hit this button this time. I want to yeah, say yeah. it over, over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. I think it was co-composed. I think he did some of it, but not all of it. The I'm going to bring the other guy for that part then. was a guy that, uh, this is from the podcast too, He he they were in bands together and stuff. Oh, so they were okay. musical. They were they probably did the music together for Do all they have one music too. I can listen to that is by their band? Yeah. I feel like that'd be weird they played it on this podcast on the podcast i'm listening to that'll be my real good that <laughs> is actually pretty good huh. it's like weird 80s like bad oingo boingo kind of i was so gonna, oingo boingo. I, was gonna, I was gonna bring well, up bad worse than oingo boingo. Oh, oingo. i was just gonna bring up oingo boingo because i was gonna say i like when i find out that like these movie composers have this other life yeah danny elfman yeah exactly yeah. Oh, trent reznor band yeah. I, there's gonna be a day where people are gonna go trent reznor was in a band Whoa, <laughs> you know yeah or johnny greenwood from uh, yeah? yeah yeah radiohead from radiohead mm-hmm. who does all the music for Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. now pretty much uh, Cliff Martinez who uh, did stuff like Solaris and does a lot of stuff now he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. like so there's a lot it's a, it's a fairly common thing like yeah. people yeah. branch out and I'm glad they do because it brings it's a different feel so that's what the funny thing is, is when this started I didn't know what date it came out. Uh-huh. I didn't know what year it came out. Mm. And it first started, and I was like, wow, they're just totally ripping off Terminator. Oh. <laughs> like, it is a huh. same music cue yeah. when the guy's running down the the street 
uh, under the bridge and everything. Downtown, yeah. I threw my life away. We're red actually better. <laughs> um, but he. he uh, this but, is the most musical episode yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> well, we're gonna do the apple at some point, Ooh. which oh. is. Well, I don't, I don't even know. know what that is. It's a terrible musical. It sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real bad. But it's a canon musical, and come on. Oh uh, yeah. Um. So, but it, it, then I found out that Terminator came out two years after this, and I'm like, wow, Brad Fidel ripped off. John Carpenter apparently huh. so, it happens it does also in music everybody you know a lot of people want to say ah John Williams ripped off everything yeah like, he's only so much music <laughs> I mean he did but it was all in the public uh, it's all in the public domain yeah, public yeah. doesn't matter so, you know. don't speak ill of John Williams yeah uh, he's a saint I just want to say that the the beginning gave me so much hope because I thought it was super funny that they had the computer digital pumpkin being carved (laughs) like how the beginning of Halloween has a pumpkin being carved Mm -hmm. and I thought that this would be like it would be like a weird mirror image of Halloween somehow right like Mm -hmm. it would be a twist on that which I think would have been cool that it's not but it's not cool but I like the the beginning part I thought was pretty funny (laughs) yeah so I was expecting more funny can I say the part that I laughed the loudest at (laughs) of course you can at the beginning of the movie when he's in the junkyard Uh he he gets away from the robot and he runs to the to the gas station mm-hmm. and for some reason it says one hour later when he runs to the gas station <laughs> i think that's why he's dying because he's been running, running for, for an, an hour, hour. Is that <laughs> why? lots of people run for hours though it just seemed really not needed yeah but if you're not prepared to run for an hour and that man did not look prepared to run for an hour but if yeah. you're running from a, a killer robot well, you, I also think your without body's it, still you gonna... lose nothing. Nothing. If you nothing. take off yeah. that one hour later. You just found a gas station. Yeah. 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 Also, With my favorite character, that gas station attendant. The guy who was like. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's me very too. good, especially in the hospital. Oh, the yeah. hospital is great. Because <laughs> he's just like, do I have to stay here? Because I don't really want to be here. And then, and then yeah. the guy, and then the, the patient is like, they're going to kill us all. And he's like, I'm out. He just I'm backs out. up and he's like, nope. I'm a black dude. I'm not going to survive this unless I leave. Sam, I've realized I'm in a horror in a horror movie. Yeah. Good day. <laughs> There's not going to be any trouble, is there? I, I loved him. Yeah, he was great. And also, and then the he bookends end. it. It's great. And he's oh, there. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, um, you mentioned like the moment that made you laugh the most. The moment that made me laugh the most. Uh, I, I haven't talked about it yet because it was in my first draft at a plot dump <laughs> that, I, yeah. is, that has been deleted from this episode. Uh, but in the in the junkyard scene. There is one of the robots is choking the man, yeah. and the way he tries to escape, or I guess does actually escape, is he finds this chain that's conveniently right next to him uh-huh. that's connected to like a block that's stopping a car, and so he pulls that, and the car slowly <laughs> yeah. rolls into the robot man and pinches him between another car that was apparently right there, yeah. and it just it's so slow uh-huh. that it looks like it just like, kind of bounces off of him and he's just like what was that looks totally unfair. i mean i feel like if but it still crushes him it does he he does he lets go and kind of like slumps over and the man gets up and runs away Mm -hmm. and it's like there's no way that did any damage like look particularly crushed no but i think he's supposed to be they just couldn't afford to like do his head flop off or something yeah yeah but remember we have established that the robots are very fragile yeah that's <laughs> so, true so it's very and apparently very dumb yeah because really all he had to do was like stick his hand out his other hand out if they're strong enough to crush it. a skull he could just go uh and stop a really yeah. slow yeah. car yeah. definitely and he watched it it was like that scene in austin powers where he watched the steamroller come <laughs> yeah. exactly, he just watched this car he like it doesn't surprise him at all he just looks over he's like huh 
A car's rolling near me. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just keep choking this man. Is Austin Powers still a funny movie? If I watch it again, will I laugh? I'll I feel laugh. like you will with, with The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. But I feel like the first and third ones didn't. They mm. they worked only in relationship to that second one. Mm. Okay. Because like the, the marketing mastery that they use, that New Line used with the second one was to convince you that you had missed something by not going to see the original. Uh-huh. And that second one is hilarious. Uh-huh. And then the third one, they had no ideas. Like it was yeah. just. So the first one's not funny. I don't think so. But the steamroller part's really funny. Steamroller <laughs> part's funny. The part where he gets the car stuck and can't. Uh-huh. He's just back uh-huh. and forth. Yes. Tung, yeah. tung, tung. There are elements to it that are Dr. good. Evil's and Doctor Evil, <laughs> like there are elements to it that are good. But the movie as a whole, I don't feel like is like uproarious laughter the way the second one is. Okay. Because the second one they did way. I don't know if they did more, but like the amount of improv they were able able to capture between. Dr. Evil and Seth Green yes, um, and stuff like that just and like it's throughout the entire film Mm -hmm. so and then they gave Will Ferrell way more to do and like so there's just I think that the second one is a really good I think Nick's changing is real good yeah (laughs) I think I might be (laughs) we should watch Awesome Powers 3 for this oh I just that movie (gasps) I really want to I really want to I would be on board for that I definitely own it well, I guess oh. we're going to be watching Goldmember at some point on this podcast. I just watched the clip where he goes, Minnie Me loves chocolate on, <laughs> on YouTube like once a month. And it's so funny. I, I way too often think of smoking a pancake. Yeah. What does that mean? I grew up thinking that that was a joke I didn't get. And then I asked my friend Julia, who was on the Kiss episode, if that was a joke I didn't get. And she was like, no, he's just naming different things you can smoke and different types of food. <laughs> But it sounds like it should be some kind of like sex joke. Smoking or a pancake? Yeah. yeah. That's I, not. This has not. been our mini Sorry. episode Sorry. about Austin Powers. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> no, it's not sp- spooky. It's not, sp- no. it's not spooty. No, know? no, no. It won't be spooty. Um, so <laughs> let's move on to how we would fix this. Um, I'm going to start because mine's the simplest. Honestly, look, the movie has problems. It's got problems all over the place. But I feel like for me, the thing that makes it not work is having that Halloween title yeah. on it. And it I think if you just called this season, season of the witch, it would be creepy and it would be, um, you know, it would be sleazy yeah. um, as well. But it would be its own thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'd be more tolerant of that, I think. Um, so that would be my main fix is just, just let it be season of the witch mm-hmm. because Halloween comes with so much baggage that, it, and it's just weird that it's three. Mm-hmm. Like if you've done this with two, sure. But three also, this came out at a time uh, we, we talked about this in the original, uh, troll two episode, like people were other companies and Italian companies were, uh, making sort of ripoffs of established mm-hmm. franchises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not what this is. Like, this is a legitimate thing to try to yeah. to diversify their franchise. But and it, it just, seems like they sold the rights. Yeah, to it, or it seems yeah. like they sold the rights, and that's not what happened. So I would I I would just appreciate it more, and I would appreciate it more on its own terms if it did not have that association. Yeah. For me, because I really love the Halloween franchise apart from this. Yeah. So I don't know, Sam. Um, mine is relatively simple too I think one thing I would do is get rid of the robots I think it would be cool if it was a whole witch coven that was running this business and when they got killed they turned into bugs too Mm. one many thing that bothered me was that uh, rattlesnake came out of the kid's head but I feel like that's so American that that I don't think Stonehenge would ever summon a rattlesnake out of a kid's head 
By the I, way, I, I don't know where rattlesnakes live uh, if or if they do outside of the states. They don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I feel I've really painted myself as a dummy, but I, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I think also if they had lowered the stakes a little bit and made it so that it's like this one mask manufacturer in this one mm. town, where maybe it could be set in the creepy town he goes to, or maybe it could just be a normal town. Um, and it's just the town that's in trouble, I think it would have felt a little bit better. I feel like when they go to the different place, it really is kind of jarring and weird. And yeah. like, not really all that necessary. And it's trying to make a commentary about like foreign interests taking over American businesses or something. And that doesn't really add up to anything. Like when the, the, the bum guy is like, he hired all of his friends from Ireland and he fired all of us. Uh, so you make it like a small town with this creepy factory and like evil stuff is happening up there and this doctor's investigating it. Maybe like a Lovecrafty vibe or something like that. Ooh, now yeah. you're talking my language. Yeah. And I became a midnight radio DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. It was okay. it was just it's almost a burn it down for me. It's like this movie sucked ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> that made it feel like again, like you were describing Willy Wonka. Yeah, I think so. Evil then, it, like, Willy maybe Wonka. feel like the Tim Burton thing might even be more on purpose. Yeah, I think it's a similar storyline. Would be great. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe the Halloween franchise could be danger in a small town, like very localized stories. I think makes more sense tonally than a worldwide death to everyone. Well, and interestingly, I mean that's what those '80s slashers were. Yeah, like, they were always bound to a town. Yeah. So, or, you know, Crystal Lake. Yeah, but like, that you does know. so much to make the mythology feel like, like, like Haddonfield, you know what that is, you know where that is. Or Crystal Lake, you know what that is, you know where that is. But this is just like so amorphous. You're not even really sure where the characters are. Well, and I think ever. sometimes like uh, Springfield in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. like the, the power there is it's very much like uh, um, Arkham. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a made up place, but it could exist anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, with Arkham, it's like yeah, New England. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then with Haddonfield, it's like yeah, middle of the United States. It's in Illinois. Yeah, somewhere. You know. So yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Marianne, how would you fix Halloween three? My first thought was burn to the ground. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my next thought would be, <laughs> um, it's half my first thought, half my last thought. Is instead okay. So scrap the doctor entirely. Mm-hmm. Forget him. He could still be in a, char- a character there, but no one wants to see anything from him. Mm-hmm. Instead, have it being the coroner yeah. and a detective because someone was still mm-hmm. murdered. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. clearly, there has to be someone investigating what's going on, mm-hmm. and have it be the two of them. And like she's investigating from like from the coroner's office, and he's the one that's like going out doing like visiting the where the the factory and all of that other type of stuff sure um i'm also on board for like i don't really care which one it is but just pick one either witches or robots don't do both <laughs> yeah no i agree with that <laughs> um <laughs> also shooting off of what you were saying sam instead of it well, instead of it making it that like every kid in america has it i kind of also like the idea of it being random like some kids have it, some kids don't. So you could, in theory, save, if everyone was, like, in the know or whatever, save all of these kids, but, like, maybe not. And so, like, maybe the goal is to just, like, reduce the population mm. mm-hmm. by a number and mm. allow that to be as random as possible by seeing 
who takes the bait and buys these masks. Or is it like maybe a, uh, I know I already had my turn, but is it uh, is it like, can you make some sort of commentary on it to where these masks are super expensive? But oh, so kill the rich. Yeah, people. it's only the rich, <laughs> only like the that. rich kids, or maybe they're like the cheapest ones, but they're so well made. Oh. And so then it's you know like you could do that. And then there's then then there's more of a, a plan, you know. <laughs> like then you have yeah. an evil plan as opposed to just ah, everybody buys a mask. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So also this goes without say, but like remove Halloween from the title of this movie. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Can I just say that I think that what I feel like we all agree on is that the idea of Halloween masks and like the idea of his scheme is good. Like I, I like it. That's yeah. a cool yeah. core concept of a movie. Yeah. The concept is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The motivation is wonky and yeah, the execution is a little bizarre. The good it's guys. It's bizarre. Are, I yeah. think that's the best way to put it. Cause it's not that it's, it's not that the execution of this movie is bad. Yeah. Because like I said, it's it's well shot, it's well acted, it's well edited, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense, and there are big holes in the plot. It's not compelling. And no. The good guys aren't compelling at all. Oh, that's another th- big thing. It's yeah. like if you rewrote this, a different character, that, that yeah. character is just... There's so many easy ways that we thought up so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Matt? Uh... I, I, I also agree to remove just Halloween from this. It doesn't need to be a Halloween movie. Um... I actually, though, uh, I'm not getting rid of the doctor. I'm just changing him. That's fair. Uh, I want him to still stay sort of the deadbeat, alcoholic dad. You can remove some of the the things that make him less likable and just kind of keep him as, like, the the dad who keeps fucking up. Yeah. Like, that role of just, like, ah, oh, he tries, but he just misses the mark a lot. A little bit like a... a Jingle all the way. What? No. Kinda. Yeah, jingle yeah. all the way. I was gonna reference Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, for where oh. it's just like, yeah. oh, like he tries, but he's also not a great dude at it. Like he's, he's kind of messing bad up. Dad a instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but instead of a doctor, I want him to work in the factory where they make these masks. Hell yeah. And I want him <laughs> to, he just got this job because he was fired from somewhere else. So he's working in the factory. He's making these masks. He brings some home. He steals them off the thing because he can't afford them because he got he just got this job. So he steals them and brings some home to his kids and that warms them to him a bit and he's actually doing a good thing for his children instead of just abandoning them for his young girlfriend. She's not in my version of this movie at all. <laughs> um, Can he but, not have his mustache also? He has a bigger mustache. Okay. Uh, just not that mustache. Yeah, Any other mustache. A curly one. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so <laughs> I want it though to be like he's sort of on his own. Like I don't want the coroner. I don't want the young girl to be interested in him. I don't really want anyone to be into him or on his side. I want there to be the ex-wife with the kids who he's bringing these masks to, who's kind of that sort of the Sally Field and Mrs. Doubtfire, just like, ah, oh, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you were right there. Just smarten up. Be better. Mm-hmm. Um, be best. Be best. Um, but then have him find out the plot yeah. of the his factory owner, uh, and he has to be the one to shut this down and stop it. Yeah. But no one is on his side and no one believes him, even though he is trying to do a good thing. Right. And I oh, think- you could have it be kind of like a Stepford Wives thing where the uh, where the other employees start becoming robots. Oh, you really want robots to be in this movie? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying. To- I also don't care. I, I honestly, the least compelling part of this movie, like I said earlier, was like the bad guys 
reasoning and the the why like completely just remove Stonehenge and all that stuff so from this. Robots, right? Like yeah, it could be robots. It could just be uh, the evil factory owner wants to murder a bunch of kids. Let that be the plot, and he's trying to stop it. But I think huh. agreeing with Sam, like keep it localized, and mm, I think yeah. that does a lot for this too because then we could feel like he actually could pull it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. because we established like there's a huge plot hole if he's calling like the three local channels. Those kids in Seattle are done for. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they don't have a drunk doctor dad solving their yeah. problems. And like maybe that maybe that was originally <laughs> Halloween four. Yeah. Drunk doctor yeah, everyone dad. would be the same exact movie just set in a different place. I mean, that's really like that is the slasher. It's the same movie. That would be such a extremely strange thing to make a movie more than one movie about I like that though they don't have a drunk doctor dad trying to sit there and then you know there's one in every scene and once you get into the 2000s they gotta make it a drunk doctor woman mom (laughs) no and then the original drunk doctor dad comes back yeah yes they have to go to him for sage advice but it's always it's all the same Halloween night he's just really old now yeah (laughs) this is the the worst universe since the DC extending universe um, I I don't know. I kind of like this better than the DC yeah. <laughs> universe. Wait, I was gonna say something. Really you were smart. jotting something down. I was gonna say something really yeah. smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I could be that confident about anything. <laughs> they don't have a drunk doctor, Dad. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Ugh, I don't remember. You'll have to, It'll no. come back to me. All right. Well, I think it's time to rate this thing at this point. Um, and uh, I'm gonna go with this rating system that we came up with on as a joke <laughs> but i kind of like it <laughs> uh this i'm basically gonna say what star wars movie is this Ooh. oh okay so i'm gonna relate it to any star wars movie, which means i can const- consistently i can consistently add ratings because they're always they're gonna make star wars movies until the sun burns out so i'm gonna have movies that i can pick <laughs> That's from the plot you of the next should <laughs> yeah. definitely watch that was kind of the plot all of the... of the animated series so that you can even add episodes of clone oh, wars yeah. or rebels i could, Whoa, I could do so that. granular um so, so yeah this is basically i'm gonna say if I, what, what movie what star wars movie would i rather watch than this which makes it xyz so uh, I would it's definitely I would definitely rather watch this than any of the prequels mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I think this is Rogue One. It's a, it's a distasteful movie to me. I don't like Rogue One. Yeah, I'm on board with this uh, equation of this yeah. equals Rogue One. Okay, okay, so wait, hold on. Let me this. make sure I get this. <laughs> I like this you rating watch, system because I need to explain it. You it's would great. watch them concurrently? Like are they e- equal no, no, to no, each no, other no, no, or no. like Rogue One is where you would choose like Star Wars movies first. I would say no. So Rogue One and Halloween Three are on the same level. They give you for equal me. amount of distance. Yeah. So I can't decide between watching these two movies. Once you get below Rogue One into like Revenge of the Sith, I'm like, no. Clearly, I would rather watch Halloween Three. Gotcha. But so this is Rogue One. This is right at the same level. Okay, for me. but like whatever the next movie is. Yeah, which I guess would, would be Solo. Okay. I guess I would rather watch Solo than this. Okay. So this is like where it fits in in the Star Wars yeah. universe of enjoyment to bad scale. <laughs> yeah. Just Nick's though. Just me. Yeah. Just yeah. yours. Yeah. This is all that matters. Yeah, I like Rogue One. <laughs> I hate it. I, I absolutely like that movie made. Uh, Matt looked at me at the end of Rogue One <laughs> in had, the theater. We, he looked at me and I, I, rem- I think it was you that said, oh, I don't think Nick liked it when the lights came up. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was there too. Yeah. 
that's right. We, yeah, because it was a very weird theater-going experience for me and Nick because there was a large group of us. We all walked out, and everyone loved it except for me and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my fourth favorite Star Wars movie probably. Wow. Well, you get your own rating system. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't be on the Rogue One episode when we do it. Yeah. If you do Rogue One, I want to shit. You can't do Rogue One. <laughs> that's not a bad movie. You're anyway, a- <laughs> Matt. Uh... Yeah, so my rating system is the puppet, what's it called? Possessed Mushroom Puppet puppet of Enjoyment Scale uh, out of five. Uh, As much as I talked shit about this movie, I actually did enjoy watching most of it, like especially the first two thirds. Which is rare for you on this podcast. Yeah, like I, the last third just, again, I glazed over, didn't care about, like, once the guy explains his whole plot, I was like, that was a good film. And then, like, <laughs> checked out for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> so that's why, I, like, uh, I didn't mention this in my fix. You come but, back like, from the bathroom, you're like, oh, this movie's still on? Yeah, that's I how can't... I felt at the yeah. end. I couldn't believe it was still going. I think we kind of talked about it, but, like, it would have been so much better if it was, like, a Twilight Zone shorter. Like, if it was just yeah. a TV episode. The ending is yeah. great. Like, you could just cut out that boring part then and just, like, cut to the end. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> But so I, because I enjoyed, I guess, a majority of the film, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to give it a three out of five possession mushroom. Oh, well, wow. okay. Holy moly. Yeah. You guys are weird. All <laughs> <laughs> right. right. This well, movie Sam. I found profoundly unpleasant to watch. All right. Um, maybe just because I was expecting to have fun while I watched it, which I feel like is a kind of a like a okay assumption to have of a movie you're about to watch. <laughs> that you're going to enjoy it on some level. Er- I think it, I think it's a fair assumption to think that an early 80s Halloween, Halloween movie, movie, my favorite holiday, my should favorite be at aesthetic. least fun to watch. Yeah. Like cuz you'll get the you'll get the atmosphere and yeah. spoopy stuff. It was just trashy. It didn't have any atmosphere. Um, Look, it is very sleazy too. Yeah. yeah. I was not expecting it to be that sleazy because Halloween one is sleazy-ish, but it's not. It's like people living normal, underst- like you understand why these characters are taking their shirt off or having sex or whatever. It's only like two characters yeah. in the first one. I mean, it's one. only like, well, two of like five characters in the whole movie. <laughs> but Yeah, but like but you yeah. understand it. It's, There's nothing that makes you think, oh. They are a couple. <laughs> right. Why would they be naked right now? But it's like There's no one going, wait, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not people who just met at their dad's funeral. <laughs> yeah. So this movie is a piece of trash, and <laughs> my rating system is the European toilet system. So they have the economical toilets where you push the big button to flush your poop down, the little button to flush your pee down. I would give this one a poop flush. I think not only was it bad, but it squandered a good idea. I do agree with so that. So I can't forgive it Which for is that. my exact feeling about Rogue One. <laughs> I think Rogue One just nailed it, knocked it out of the park. No, I think it squandered <laughs> a great idea. Uh, well, I feel that way about Solo a little bit. See? They shouldn't have killed that robot lady. Spoilers. Spoilers. You don't have to kill every robot in every Star Wars movie that isn't C-3PO or R2-D2. <laughs> well, they've only killed two. You have to, because otherwise there's no reason the they're same... not in the other movies. And they're like the same character, too. Oh, but her brain's in the Millennium Falcon or something. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie, but I really didn't like how they treated it. This her. is amazing coming from me who has not seen Solo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's uh-huh. why I just said Spoilers. That great. That's a very recent movie. No, it's I don't old. Care. It nobody... just came out on DVD it's like old, yesterday. And nobody liked it, so that's okay. <laughs> I liked it. Well, I know, but I liked it too, but Disney. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever. Pass. All right. Marianne, Uh, how do you rate this? My rating scale is uh, screeching tea kettles, which the more there are, the more I'm willing to burn my mouth instead of watching a movie. Mm. Um, 
So I I feel I, like with yours I want to take bets on it before I, you say <laughs> Do you want to do you want to bet? I'm going to bet there What's your most in one movie? Not Evil Dead. Um I think uh Catwoman was 5. Yeah. I may have gone as high as 6 for Catwoman. It was 5 or 6, I don't remember. I'm guessing 4 on this one. Does anyone else want to take There's a, a lot. Of time. I'm good. guessing I'm guessing 3. It is in fact 3. Oh. So close. Mostly because, so this is an hour. I know Marianne very well. <laughs> you basically had a one to five option here. <laughs> so yeah, you're close. Uh, um, yeah, it's an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half, 30 minutes a kettle. It's like, all right, fine. It's, <laughs> it's a forgettable movie. It's not good. I didn't enjoy myself. I'd rather spend my time getting up and making boiling some water. tea or yeah. boiling water. <laughs> but... Um, but I'm also not going to burn my mouth for this. Mm. And you got to prob- get those bugs out. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Sure. <laughs> got to pour that boiling water lived, down your throat. If yeah. I lived in the reality that this movie existed, sure. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it was kind of forgettable for me. I was like, I didn't like it. I'm probably going to forget everything about it next week. Huh. And that's fine. I did, however, um, to redeem Sam a little bit, it made me feel like I was probably, might be, maybe... I have to maybe rewatch it. A little bit too harsh on Evil Dead 2. Oh. Oh. Okay. I can't remember what I rated Evil huh. Dead 2, but I feel like I might have been a little too harsh on it. Do you feel like Ash versus Evil Dead made you feel better about it in hindsight? Also true. Yes. Interesting. Mm. Okay. That's huh. fair. Well, Marianne, why don't we start with you for our next segment, which is real good. So what is something that you would recommend for people to get the taste of Halloween 3 out of their heads? I took a, a page out of the Matthew Gatos Real Good Handbook. You found something worse to recommend? <laughs> something more fun that's not necessarily good. All right. But I, it's very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, and it is also a sequel. Not as easy to watch without watching the one before it. It is Halloween Town 2, mm. Calabar's Revenge. I feel like you and Matt would bond over this movie. I feel like I'm going to disappoint everyone who knows me in that I have not seen a Halloween Town movie. Oh, wow. Oh, they're on a, if you have like the Disney Channel app or whatever, yeah. they're just there. I, if you it feels like a thing I should have seen. Yeah. But I have not. You're recommending that one? I'm recommending that one instead of this one because mm-hmm. I feel like it has a very, very similar concept of a plot that someone has to like manipulate humans using costumes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my real good also does that. Uh, is your real good Halloween two Calabar's Revenge? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Town two. What did I say? Halloween, Halloween two. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> We're it's all okay. fucking tired. But it is more effective, and also there is a nod to uh, this movie to Halloween three in Halloween Town two mm. in the form of the mom's costume. It's the same. It's not exactly the same, but it's a very very similar in form mask as the witch mask. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So cool. this it's a Halloween cinematic universe. Yeah, oh God. sure. Right. But it's also just like fun. that would make Halloween Town much more scary. Yeah. Than the yeah. universe yeah. of the Halloween movies. Yeah. It is a it is one of the darker Halloween Town movies, but not that dark. <laughs> uh, remember right. that? Remember that year? All the kids' heads melted. <laughs> that is not the. That's plot why they of a say movie. that in every Halloween. Halloween Town <laughs> oh, Excellent, wait. Sam. What is your wait. real good? I forgot to look up the name of the person. Also, I wonder if I can predict what yours is, Nick. Do you want w- wait until we get to me? I have mm-hmm. one written down, and I think it might be that one. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. 
I'm listening to a podcast about the history of the making of the first Halloween movie. Uh, it is by Amy Nicholson, who hosts Unspooled, which is a podcast where she watches all the um, uh, American film IFC, AFC, is that what it's called? AFI, AFI, AFI. AFI American Film Institute uh, movies, and then uh, talks about them. Uh, and uh, it's called Halloween Unmasked, and it's very good so far. She talks to John Carpenter and all like everybody who was in the movie and talks about the psychology of Michael Myers, about how like he was misdiagnosed his whole life and, and Dr. Loomis is a terrible psychiatrist mm-hmm. and uh, just like how the movie was made, how it was written, what what they were thinking. And it's really interesting. You know what's fascinating actually mm-hmm. is I really like the fact that they played that up in the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Did they? That he is a terrible psychologist. Oh, yeah. Or psychiatrist. I didn't like, even really think about it. Until... Oh, man. He is just awful like he is he is and and it makes more sense that way because you don't get the sense that donald pleasance is a bad doctor he seems a little unhinged he's a little unhinged but he's also like you get the feeling he's been working with this crazy person for a long time and it's it's made him a little bit he's worried yeah you know and nobody's listening to him it's like um cassandra that uh from mythology who is what is it she's destined She's cursed to know the truth, but no one believe her. Whoa. To predict the future. To predict the future, yeah. but nobody a, nobody yeah. believe her. Yowza. Yeah, um, and I think that's sort of where he fit in in those movies. Yeah, but Malcolm McDowell in oh no, in, he looks bad. Well, he and, <laughs> but he's like all about finding fame and fortune. Yeah, so he's this. about like writing books and yeah. appearing on TV shows. And oh, yeah. weird. That's a pretty good angle. On it. It's a really good angle. Like yeah. th- they're not perfect movies. I I'm, believe in one episode and not episode. In the second movie, I think he's on like Jimmy Kimmel or something uh-huh. like that. Next, and the other guest is Weird Al, uh-huh. <laughs> and Weird Al is just playing Weird Al. Oh, that seems like it's gone off the rails. <laughs> That's I didn't see that one. It's okay. um like. I don't think they're great movies, but I do think they're good. Okay. I, I, I was surprised. Like, I don't think Rob Zombie was the right person to remake those movies, but, you know, the fuck, they, they weren't terrible. I've heard the first one's pretty good. I There's a conceit in the second one, which I won't give away, that I really thought was good, huh. so. It, it adds a level of intensity that I think, the like, watching older slasher films kind of lacks because just the tone yeah. is much different in yeah. horror films these days. So you get kind of that, like, Rob Zombie punch with sure. it. I feel like the hol- the first Halloween movie doesn't need any kind of extra intensity, nope. <laughs> though. It tells the story it's set out to tell very effectively. It knows what it's trying to do. Yeah. And to be fair, now that I say that, I think about the plot of the Halloween Rob Zombie movie, and it actually, I think, adds too much Michael Myers backstory oh, uh-huh. in a weird way much. where I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's less scary to me now. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also doesn't make any sense. That yeah. that Those two characters are not the same. Anyway, yeah. Matt, what's your real good? Uh, my real good is actually a good movie. Woo, I'm going woo. against the Matthew Gatos real good playbook. Uh, but it's a movie that I feel like is about a, a better version of a broken home and gives me better Halloween feelings uh, than this movie did. And it's E.T. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, because, it's the other side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, yes. the father and the kids. Yeah. And yeah. it's a lot more fun to watch. And the Halloween scenes in that make me actually like Halloween yeah, and want to go trick-or-treating, whereas this movie makes me not want to do anything related to Halloween ever again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go watch E.T. if you haven't already since you were a kid. Excellent. Yeah. What do you think my real good is? That one episode from Buffy the Vampire it Slayer. It is! <laughs> <laughs> So my real good. You're gonna say the episode of Goosebumps. No. Season, no. Uh, season two, episode six, because it was <laughs> almost mine, and then I was like, Nah, Nick's probably gonna use this Crack one. I had a couple backups, but my my real good is uh, season two, episode six of Buffy Halloween, 
where uh, a m- mystical magician comes into town at his uh, Halloween shop and makes all of these costumes that at a specific time of night will turn you into whatever you've dressed up as. And it is fucking brilliant. It's so good. It's, it's very so good. good. Um, I also like the fact that like his whole goal is just to create chaos. It's uh-huh. not to kill anyone, really. Yeah. It's just I'm going to create chaos. And it, like you can't argue with the logic there. You're like, okay, well, you just want it's like a Joker plan. If you could yeah. do it, it might be fun. Why not? Yeah. Well, and he's evil. You know, yeah. he is, or yeah. is he is at least amoral? Like yeah. he does not he's care. Chaotic, yeah. neutral. Yeah, he's and so he's just going to create problems. Ethan for Rain. Ethan Rain, wonderfully played. Uh, we lost that actor a couple of years ago. And, he shows up in other episodes too, doesn't? Oh he? yeah, he, does. he shows up in at least two other episodes. And that was his first one, I think. Yeah, that yeah. was his first one because it was before they revealed that. Uh, That's when you find out that the Giles, Giles? is um, the Ripper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People who yeah, haven't watched Buffy are like, "What? That's, That's like, me." <laughs> you, I, the first, uh, yeah, Buffy's so easy to watch in the early ones too. I think, especially, it's so fun. I think I've only seen the first episode, and oh, it's rough. I was, I was, well, I was also in the, a weird mindset where I wasn't, I don't think, ready to start watching Buffy. Yeah, and I went to watch it, and I was like, "This is the most '90s looking oh, thing it is. I've yeah. ever oh, yeah. seen." It doesn't like, ever quite get over that. No, it, it looks like. Even more than like clueless, like you watch it, and you're just like, whoa! You just yeah. gotta yeah. dive in. It is very self-referential too, with all of the '90s things yeah. that are going yeah. on at that time. Right. Yeah, but I feel Indeed. like, and I feel like that Halloween one also is one of the ones where it like really starts to ramp up how, like, how deeply it delves into the previous episodes of yeah. itself mm-hmm. and builds its lore. It mm-hmm. also has possibly the hardest, the the moment I've laughed the hardest at in anything I've ever watched. Right. Which is Willow is dressed as a ghost, and so she becomes a ghost, <laughs> and then she just walks through a wall and scares the living Jesus out of Giles. And Giles' reaction is one of the funniest goddamn <laughs> things I have ever seen. And and then there's a line later, like originally uh, Buffy dressed her up as a uh, sort of a sexy girl. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what this has to do with Halloween, but that just like you're supposed to let your inhibitions out and be who you're not and so she she no longer has her spooky ghost costume on she just got the sexy clothes and oh yeah and Giles is like and you were dressed as <laughs> yeah yeah she's like a crop top and a mini skirt yeah yeah and she's like well I'm a ghost like a oh, ghost of what exactly <laughs> it's a very good episode yeah so yeah that's uh, really it's season two episode six you don't even have to know anything about Buffy you can just uh-huh. jump right in there also if you're not sure it's literally just titled Halloween it's uh-huh. just titled Halloween and Buffy's like I loved that Buffy had the Halloween were the special episodes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they had a couple Christmas things but really their special episodes were the Halloween is that ones. the show where the vampires don't care about Halloween yeah and they, she's oh like, no they just stay home yeah, they're like oh this is so garish yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's ready to I fight think- them all but then they just don't do anything on yeah halloween. and i think that whole series maybe only had like three or four halloween episodes period yeah, yeah. and uh the other one which is in season four is also good which is uh gacknar <laughs> i was a little bit disappointed in that one because i feel like the 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 idea is that halloween decorations come to life and try to kill you mm-hmm. but then they kind of abandon it in a weird way it's, yeah. so it's not very satisfying like you don't actually see like rubber bats and spiders trying to kill them which i think would have been more fun well and i think this definitely plays more into your taste yeah, mine was just the interplay between the characters, yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that episode is phenomenal. Yeah, at that, sure. So, That's um, deep in her army boyfriend time, though, isn't it? Yes, she's um, so boring. Before, right before that, uh, really? Yeah, it was right they were together it, in that one. No, they oh, were not. Okay. Mm. Because she hadn't even figured out that he was part of the initiative yet. This is for our other podcast, which we're going to do, which is to you on an entire an entire watch through of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, 
Which if I do without Nicole, she'd probably hit me. She can take my spot. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yay! All right. Let's wrap this up. We're all exhausted. Um, thank you guys for joining me on this episode, our uh, third in the spectacular of Halloween. Next week is going to be our first um, listener submitted, Patreon submitted film, which is going to be a David Cronenberg film, um, which I typically like David Cronenberg, but this is one that I had uh, some problems with. Hmm. So it <laughs> should be an interesting um, read. So thank you, Carly B for supporting us and for suggesting a film. If you would like to suggest films, you can also go to patreon.com slash real bad pod and check us out. Matt, you have a podcast. Tell us about it. Uh, it's called, I love it. And we're also doing a spooky month thing where, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the last episode was about horror films. The next episode coming out that I think is already out by the time you're hearing this is about true crime. And then we've got some about costumes and about Halloween in general this month. So, Check out I Love It, wherever podcasts are. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, you also have a podcast. Hey, I have a podcast that I haven't done for a while because I'm kind of working on another podcast. Oh, God. (laughs) But... um, Uh, so I'm going to be on a lot of podcasts coming up, but uh, it's called Real Love, and every week, well, usually every week, me and Rachel <laughs> pick a movie for each other. Me and Rachel, Rachel's my girlfriend, and we force each other to watch it, no questions asked, and then we talk about it. Uh, we we are doing going to do some spooky ones eventually. Just stay <laughs> subscribed, please. We're going to come back. You betcha. I'm just so tired. <laughs> I'm, we're all very tired. Yeah. yeah. Say so you guys had a good like little pun though. How love Ween. How love And we recorded that episode. I just haven't edited it yet. Yeah. Because I'm I, editing I so like, many. Damn it. I should have thought of a pun for my month, and I didn't. You could use Halloween too. <laughs> I love it. Ween it. Halloween. I like it. I love that. I love Ween. I'm going to do a whole I love it episode about how much I love that. That's Yeah, let's start right now. Well. Mary it started Ann. when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Marianne, where can people find you? Uh, I don't have a podcast on my own, but I appear on this one a bunch mm-hmm. and on other podcasts a total of once each. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but you can find me on the social medias. I am at Silva. Excellent. Okay, well, you can find us on Twitter at RealBadPod. Wow, I nearly <laughs> plugged your podcast instead uh-huh. of mine. That's Thanks. hard. <laughs> um, at Real Bad Pod on Twitter, which is the best place to really keep track of where we're going there and Patreon, because I, I push everything from Patreon to Twitter. Um, and of course, if you want to uh, hear more of our brothers and sister podcasts on Cage Club, you can go to cageclub.me and check that out. I was just on an episode that will be coming out next Friday or this coming Friday as you're hearing this. That is about uh, two films, one of which I really liked called Turbo Kid and one of which, spoiler alert, I really disliked called Summer of 84. So check that out. That's going to be on the Cinemakers podcast where we talk about The Collective, which is a group of directors uh, from, I think, Australia and Canada. And uh, so each film is directed by three people and it's um, fascinating. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, definitely go check that out. And uh, until next week, when we dive into existence, this has been real bad. Real bad.